Hey everybody, welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I am your host, Austin Gerke. I apologize for the late start to this show, but it is College Football Tuesday. I'm going to preview the picks for the top 25 this weekend, giving my thoughts on Colorado and Colorado State. Dion, I, I, Colorado State should have won the game. They didn't because they got some, they were sloppy and a lot of unsportsmanlike penalties, personal fouls, but it's just a lot of nuts. So for College Football Tuesday, I'll just preview the matchups, read you the AP Top 25, and then get out of here, and then I'll give you the in-progress highlights for baseball and the Monday Night Football recaps. Again, yesterday, two Monday Night games, neither team... Neither team, whether it was the Saints, the Panthers, the Browns, or the Steelers, none of them scored 30. You know, the Steelers won 26-22. Bradley Chubb goes down with an injury. If it's serious, which I'm going to take a look at the ESPN app right now just to see if the injury is more serious than it's let on, but... Hopefully my phone cooperates with me this time. There we go. It does. All right. Let's go ahead. I want to see if they've gotten any news on Bradley Chubb. Oh, okay. Breaking news in the baseball end. Otani has his elbow procedure. He's set just to hit. He's just going to hit in 2024, which, again, devalues his free agency market. Will he go to the Dodgers? Eh. Depends. Depends on what the Dodgers, A, are willing to pay him, and B, do they really need him? I mean, they've won the division, what is it, six, seven years in a row, and you really think Otani's going to be that next piece that's going to win you World Series? I just don't buy that. Let's see. Um, Browns number one. Let's see. I want to see what they said about uh, Bradley Chubb's injury. See if he's out for the year or something. Or not Bradley Chubb, sorry. Uh, Nick Chubb. I want to see if his injury is a little more serious. Uh, Browns coach Kevin Stefanski said Tuesday that Jerome Ford is now Cleveland's future running back. In the wake. Okay, so it is season ending. So with Nick Chubb out, bye-bye. Because... After what I saw with Deshaun Watson, I mean, the first play of the game, the very first throw of the game, Deshaun Watson throws a pick. Now, that one's on the receiver. It kind of fell out of his hands, and whoops, pick six, Monday night, Pittsburgh Steeler touchdown. Of course, Pittsburgh wins on Monday night. It's just, it was that type. And yet, Cleveland still had the lead for all of the third and even late into the fourth quarter. But now with Nick Chubb out for the season, I don't know if Cleveland's vaunted running attack will continue with Jerome Ford. So if you're a Browns fan, sorry, you will now be picking in the top 10 again this season because I just don't trust Deshaun Watson going forward. Otherwise, let's go ahead and jump into, because we had Otani, uh, 
Okay. Cool. Because there's a story on Mel Tucker, but on it being a miscarriage of justice, honestly, it is. But this is what universities do. They freak out. They get scared over one allegation. You know, since we need to believe all women, well, eventually that was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen. And, of course, Mel Tucker was going to say it's a miscarriage of justice, so that's why I'm not going to bother with that story too much. However, oops, let me get to the college football side of things. Let me reveal you the top 25 in case you didn't see that on Sunday. Georgia stays at number one with their big third quarter and big second half against South Carolina in the SEC opener at home. They stay at one. Michigan stays at two. Texas moves to three, although they let Wyoming hang around there way too much, and I got me a little nervous. Florida State at four. USC at five. Ohio State at six. Penn State at seven. Washington at eight. Notre Dame at nine. In fact, a top, what is this now, top 10 matchup in South Bend. I think it's the first time Ohio State has come to South Bend since the 80s, somewhere around there. I heard that somewhere yesterday when they were trying to hype up that matchup. Honestly, and I will save that top 25 matchup for last because that is the prime matchup. I would not be surprised. You know, I'm, I'm saving that pick for the end here after I read this off, but Oregon, okay, you're impressive again, whippy doodle doo. Believe it or not, Duck fans, for as much, for as much as I cannot stand Deion Sanders, his team is actually pretty good. His son, Shadur, actually a pretty good quarterback. And I know all of you up in Eugene are like, come on, you've known, we've known your show, you hate Deion. Yeah, I still do. I still think the Mr. Fix-It, who basically when he's giving a halftime adjustment says, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to fix it, but he never says what. Well, okay, I, 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 you're, bas you're, you're just a boatload of shit. However, Duck fans, I don't trust Bo Nix. That's why I don't. I don't trust Bo Nix. I'm sorry, but I don't. So, yes, you may be, you may be 10th, and your defense, you know, Dan Lanning, a defensive-minded guy, might get that defense ready to pop Shadur and slow down that running game again, kind of like Colorado State did in the first and second half. But right now, the toss-up, if this is an even matchup, goes, in my opinion, to the Buffs of Colorado, despite how much I do not like Deion Sanders at all. Despite that, I'm taking the Buffs right now. Anyway. Uh, Utah at 11, LSU at 12. Utah backing that up again, going to 11. I know I'm stopping at some of these, but this is what I do on College Football Tuesday. This is how I recap through a lot of it. Uh, Utah and UCLA, that is the litmus test for the Pac-12, who, if you can beat Utah, you are a Pac-12 championship contender. So a big matchup for the Bruins in Salt Lake City. I'm going to save that pick for the bottom, la the bottom half, so 
Notre Dame, Ohio State, that's the last pick I'll make before I get out of here. But Utah and UCLA gets in that list a little slower. LSU at 12, Alabama at 13 breaks their streak of not being in the AP top 10. You know, I don't care who Alabama puts in at quarterback. You gotta score more than 10 points against a team like South Florida when you're favored by 31. Right? I, 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 you're, you can blame the quarterback all you want, Tide fans, but somebody's calling in the place. Blame Tommy Reese. Blame him. Why not? It, it just doesn't look right. Alabama offensively, they just don't look in sync for anything. They can barely run the ball. Their quarterbacks can't even throw. Milrow's probably the only one that gives you a legitimate chance. And you still can't beat South Florida. You can't even beat them. You can barely beat them. I'm just major concern with the Tide going into SEC play against against Ole Miss this weekend. Very concerned. I'm probably, I'm going to take Alabama, but I'm very, very wary of how they're going to look against the Rebels. Anyway, go to Oregon State at 14, Ole Miss at 15, Oklahoma at 16, UNC at 17, Duke at 18, Colorado at 19. Again, Colorado, Oregon, right now I'm taking the Buffaloes. So that's the only case where I'm taking Colorado because I just think Shador right now, the hype's real with him, though. You know, I don't like how Colorado's hyped up like that. They're the shit. Dion's the best. Well, actually, when you look at the, how they are on the field, when they're not pressured, they're actually pretty good. And Shador's that way, too. And again, I'll take him over Bo Nix any day. Anyway, so Colorado at 19, Miami at 20, Wazoo at 21, UCLA at 22, Tennessee at 23, Iowa at 24, and Florida rounds out the top 25 after their huge win at home against Knoxville uh, against the Tennessee Volunteers, which keeps the streak alive for the Gators winning that game, winning that matchup in Gainesville, keeps the losing streak for the Volunteers alive there. Uh, as far as the matchups go for that weekend, Michigan over Rutgers, Florida State over Clemson, Oklahoma over Cincinnati. Yeah, I know that just sounds weird. In the pa- It's a conference game, quote-unquote, because Cincinnati is part of the Big 12, but it just looks weird, and it just sounds weird, you know, Oklahoma having to go to Cincinnati to play a conference game. That's a little weird, but... Take the Sooners. Colorado over Oregon. Alabama over Ole Miss. Alabama's favored by a touchdown. I would not be surprised if they win by only three. Duke over UConn. Miami over Temple. Tennessee over the Roadrunners of UTSA. LSU over Arkansas. Oregon State over Washington State. A... The last of the Pac-12ians instead of the last of the Mohicans. You got the last of the Pac-12ians and the only ones left. 
Washington State, Oregon State. I'm going to take the Beavers on the road, believe it or not. I'll take Oregon State over Washington State, Florida over Charlotte, Georgia over UAB, Texas over Baylor, and Penn State over Iowa, North Carolina over Pitt, USC over Arizona State, and Washington over Cal. And with the two matchups I didn't touch, let's go all the way back up. Believe it or not, as much as I want you, and I did pick Utah to win the Pac-12. I did. I picked Utah to win the Pac-12. I would not be, the game is in Salt Lake City, so I would not be surprised if Utah pulls this off. However, if Dante Moore is still the starter of UCLA, he gives you the best shot. Cam Rising will still not be I don't think he will be available for the Utes on Saturday. And I know Utah's defense is great. They're physical. They can beat you up. Even in a weak pass-happy conference like the Pac-12 is, Utah's probably the most physical team in that conference, and they will find a way to slow down the run game. They'll probably shut down Carson Steele to where he probably won't get 100 yards or maybe 80 he probably will barely get 40 yards. That's how I believe that's how much I believe in Utah. However, however, Utah's favored by four and a half. Take UCLA plus four and a half. Take the Bruins at four and a half. Because of Dante Moore. He will make enough plays with his legs. To make that Utah pass rush a little nervous. And that UCLA pass rush is nothing to sneeze at either. So I can see this game being in the mid-20s. Probably about 26-21. Take the Utes over the Bruins. Or take the Bruins over the Utes 26-21. For the Gamblers, that means UCLA plus 4.5. Um... With, yeah, take UCLA plus four and a half for all my gamblers out there. And then, for the biggest matchup of the weekend, the only top ten matchup of the weekend, or top, yeah, top ten matchup, Ohio State, Notre Dame, first, again, as I mentioned early, first trip to South Bend for the Buckeyes in a long time, and I don't buy it. Sorry, Ohio State. I I know I'm going against all the teams I had in the college football preview show. You know, I've taken UCLA over to my Pac-12 participant in the playoff in Utah. I'm taking UCLA over that. And now I'm taking Notre Dame over Ohio State. Well, okay. This is why a lot of stuff can change from the preview show to now. Because I don't buy into Ryan McCord. I don't buy into Ohio State's quarterbacks. I don't care who's playing under center for them. I don't care how good Marvin Harrison is. It's a little, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't care how good he actually is. It's just Notre Dame at home on a Saturday night is just different. They're just different. I think this will be the first loss Ohio State will get. And then they'll have to win out and win the Big Ten because 
this will be the only loss of their season. But that's all. That's how Ohio State could sneak into the playoff. They will lose this game. And if I had to go by score, let's see. I want to check the line, and then I'll do the baseball progress stuff. Uh, let me check the line. Ohio State by three. Go no. Ohio State minus three. Go Notre Dame plus three. Go Irish plus three. So go Irish plus three. Uh, let's go 28. Let's go 28 24. That'll cover it all the way through. 28 24 Irish at home. It'll make Ohio State a little woozy. And it'll make Ryan Day have to choose who his quarterback is going to be going forward. Because I don't think Ryan McCord's going to have a good day. I think he'll probably have a couple picks. And Ohio State's just going to have to fight their way from behind. From the word go, because I think Notre Dame's going to get the early 14-0 lead, and <clears throat> it'll just be way too late and way too soon for Ohio State and Notre Dame. Anyway, or for Ohio State to come back from. Anyway, that's my thoughts on the college football top 25. The you got to be kidding me thing, of course, is with Dion, but I had to spin that with... I do have Colorado beating Oregon, so that's how I look at that. Um, let's go ahead and give you guys the baseball picks, and then I'm out for today. I know I'm wasting way too much time today, but I'm way behind. I was way behind schedule, so I'm trying to not mail this in as bad. So let's go ahead and give you guys the baseball picks and the progress stuff, and I'm out of here. Rays leading the Angels two to one, top of the fourth, easy. Win there for the Rays. That's not your pick, though, for today. Twins beating the Reds 2-0. Mets and Marlins tied at 1. Huge game for the Marlins. They need to keep pace with the Reds and the Cubs for that third wild card spot. Uh, White Sox, Nationals, scoreless. Yankees, Blue Jays, game tied at 1 here at the 2nd. Phillies, Braves, go with the Braves. They're up 1-0. That game's in the top of the 2nd. And in this double-A pick rule... If the baseball game is not halfway through, which is either the top of the fifth, if you're the away team leading, or the bottom of the fifth, or no, if you're top of the fifth, if you're the home team leading, or the bottom of the fifth, if you're the road team leading. So by the fifth inning, that's the halfway point in the baseball game. If it's not at that point, then that game is off the board. So, for this... <clears throat> Take the Braves to hold on over the Phillies. Take the Cubs to bounce back. They really do need to. The Cubs need this one bad. After getting swept in Phoenix over the weekend, they need to win this just to get that third wild card spot. And come on, you! Ha I believe they have Steele on the mound tonight. I believe they have Justin Steele on the mound tonight. So they need, need to win. So I'll take the Cubs over the Pirates, take the Braves over the Phillies, and for my West Coast fans, just to throw that in there, take the Dodgers over the Tigers. So take the Braves, take the Braves, actually I'll switch out the second one, because the second one, second one was a lame one, the Cubs and the Pirates, the Cubs should win that one. I'm switching the second one around. Take the Astros to bounce back from their loss last night to the Orioles. 
So take the Astros in game number two, and then game number three, take the Dodgers over the Tigers. So those are your picks tonight. Did I have them there? Yeah. Yeah, it's Dodgers over the Tigers, and then the second one is the Astros over the Orioles. So that is your two games there. And then take the Braves over the Phillies. So those are your three game picks for tonight. I'm logging off. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Auto Podcast. I know I did this really, really late today. I apologize. I'll be on a more punctual schedule next time around. But thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Auto Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Peace out, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget, you can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also listen to this show on Spotify, Google, Apple, if you know the trick. Dreezer, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, and SoundCloud as well. You can also listen to this show on any other platform. Just search for the Austin's Auto Podcast, and I guarantee there's probably a way you can find it. For all the people that listen around the globe, you probably have found other ways to do it, so thank you very much. Anyway, you can watch this show. You can only watch this show on Rumble, either by downloading the Rumble app in the Google Play or Apple App Stores. Or you go to rumble.com on your desktop computer and search for the username adgerke. That's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Again, that's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E on Rumble. Please make sure that search... Actually, one more time. A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E on Rumble. Okay, I was just making sure that I got through a third time, but maybe I got through a fourth. But either way... Please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. Click subscribe and you'll have all 574 episodes. I was off on the number count on the episodes by one, so I had to update that a little bit. But episode 574, this one is. Please like, comment, and share so we can sneak up the Rumble algorithms. And speaking of algorithms, you can follow the show on Facebook. Just search for the Austin's Audit podcast page. Search for the Instagram hashtag, which is hashtag the Austin's Audit Podcast. Search for me personally, if you want to get to know me a little more, on Instagram at Austi Spamonti. That's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I. Again, that's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I on Instagram. And for post-episode interaction, you can follow me on X at Austin underscore Gerke. Again, that's at Austin underscore Gerke on X for post-episode interaction. With that, I am logging off. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. Again, I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Peace out, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.